Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 103 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here with Justin Rosario. I'm going to be talking about, well, we have New Hampshire. This was the big news this week, Justin, right? Oh yes, it certainly was. Uh, we've got we've got New Hampshire. We're going to be talking about. We've also got the spectacular implosion of Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has disappeared. Who? Uh, we have Biden has won a primary he didn't participate in. We have this week in anti-Semitism. We have our fascist of the week, and then in the emergency meeting, we're going to be talking about the Republican Party's incredibly cynical. Um, attempts to torpedo an immigration deal why are they doing this uh i think that the answer will surprise you or not actually probably won't it beats the least surprising answer ever um but we're going to be delving into that in the emergency meeting you can join us there by getting yourself a banter membership um, you can get 50 percent off if you click the link in the post on the newsletter on the Substack. um that will give you access to the emergency meeting podcast. It gives you access to all of our members only articles uh, and it supports what we do here at the banter. Um, so uh, New Hampshire, uh, we've all written about this this week, Justin, yep. um, the New Hampshire, the New Hampshire shuffle, you've called this. <laughs> um, so it was a victory. Trump won, right? He got 52% of the vote. Which was, I mean, I guess you know he. Uh, how many points was he ahead of Haley? He was ahead by. Well, he was at one point predicted to win by like twenty something points. Yeah, and but that was cut in half. That yeah, that is not what happened. Um, he only won fifty four to fifty four to forty three. It was like fifty three something forty fifty four to forty three, um, which is you know it's a win. Right, mm. you know, don't 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 get me wrong. He definitely won, and it's a solid win. Like in any other context, this would be a solid, de- definitive win, no questions asked. Mm. But this is again, you know, this is the thing that people kind of they they're kind of mentioning it, but they're not really focusing on it because you know the the press really just kind of want to makes it wants to make it. You know, uh, an overwhelming Trump victory. He's running as an incumbent, right? Even though he's mm. not currently in the White House, he's a former president running to get his job back, which means he's running as an incumbent, right? right. And he's still just getting over 50% of the vote. And yeah, that's. So- it's, I mean, it, I think what the most I wrote about this in in my piece this week. But one of the most alarming things I think, if you're a Trump strategist, if you're a Trump supporter, uh, and you're in charge of his campaign or have a part of his campaign, you're going to be very, very worried about independent voters. Very, <laughs> very worried. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, 
it was pretty. It, uh, it was pretty bad, right? He, I mean, it, it was almost a complete collapse of support from independents who overwhelmingly backed Nikki Haley. Um, and this kind of, if you if you sort of uh, map that onto a general election, if you can't attract independent voters in the general election, you're basically finished. Uh, yeah, very yeah. much so. And yeah. it's worse than that because so one of the things that they said in Iowa, right, when they were trying to cover up how badly he did was mm. that, well, all of these people who voted for other candidates, you know, their second choice is Trump. That is not the case in New Hampshire. Mm. Um, a, a large majority of Haley's voters, their second choice is not Trump. Their second choice is not voting, voting for Biden, voting for anyone else except Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently 64% this is according to an exit poll, 64% of undeclared voters sided with Nikki Haley. That means, yeah, yeah, that means that that Trump has got no support from virtually no support from independents. Like yeah, it, and independents aren't going to be like, well, you know, I'm just kind of Republican. It's like they're not. That's right. the point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the biggest. It's now the majority. Majority of, Amer of voting Americans are now independents. Um, I th I think it's uh, it's split it's split quite evenly across it. But independents now make up the majority. Uh, that means their vote is up for grabs. And you know, I as I argued in my essay this week, I think that as the focus on the election narrows, it's going to be a lot it's going to be very very difficult for trump to pull these voters in particularly given what's about to happen right over the next sort of um eight nine months um with criminal court cases uh and a very and, and a serious focus on january 6th I, I you know that's the big one right the big court case is the january 6th one and that's where we're going to see incredible amounts of evidence about how we, how um basically engaged trump with was with the rioters and and his you know his refusal to do anything about it once the protests were happening um i think independents are going to flee trump in droves so if you're a trump strategist you'd be looking at these results and thinking we're in deep trouble right and the the flip side of that is that trump will be the candidate which means he's going to be on everyone's television 24-7 because, right, the press loves him. They love pointing cameras at him and putting microphones in his face, and Trump loves that in return, right? He, he can't get enough of it, which means he's going to be gobbling up as much airtime as possible, which worked for him in 2016, mm. right? But it backfired him on 2020 because people were kind of sick of him at that point, and he was off the rails in 2020. Right. And people were just like, oh, my God, enough of this guy. We're sick of him. And he was just completely, completely unhinged. And that was four years ago, and he's degenerated quite a bit since then, right? Yeah. I mean – just his his speeches are just because I mean they were incoherent, but now they're just like, oh my god, is he even speaking English at this point? He just yeah. gets up there and he babbles, and, and you know he's unspooling in front of all of us, and he's going to be constantly in front of a camera. That's a recipe for disaster. Plus, 
you know, never mind all the pressure he's going to be under. He's going to be ramping up the the craziness, right, to appeal to his his audience of psychos. And it's going to get, I mean, it's way worse than it was four years ago, right? Because now they're, they're like really addicted to that. I, like, like with any addiction, you have to ramp up the dosage. Mm. So that's what he's going to be doing. Like, I mean, he's going just full. I mean, there's a reason he's going full Hitler this early mm. because that's what they need from him. So you do another nine months of that. And people, by the time you get to November, people are going to be like, oh, my God, this guy's a goddamn lunatic. He cannot be in the White House. Mm. You know, and any voters he might have been able to scoop up if he had been less insane, he's going to dry. They're either going to stay home or they're going to go vote for Biden just to keep him away from the White House because Mm. he's too dangerous. So... Okay, you know, give me the flip side. Give me give me the alternate take. Give me the pro-Trump take on this, Justin. I want to hear I mean the, the pro-Trump case the, the, the worst case scenario is that he's gonna get like five billion dollars worth of free advertising again because the press is gonna be all over this. Mm. Right? They're gonna be all over him nonstop. We're, we're gonna be back to empty podium um news coverage again. Because mm. you know it's going to be the trial of the century, and you know it's like, oh my God, it's the the, the you know they, they keep saying it's the the election nobody wants. The media really wants this election. They mm. want Trump so badly because uh, he makes them money. He makes them a lot of money. They don't really care what he does to the country. He they know what he does to their bottom line. So they're yeah. going to be working overtime to normalize this and downplay it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I tried I touched on this on on the piece I wrote this week. Um, oh, absolutely, the, you did. Yeah, the 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 media's role in all of this, like I, you know, the perception of Trump, of how good Trump is, or, or how much of a chance he is, and the, his actual chances are two very different things. Uh, I I think, um, and you can just just discount polls are this far out are just meaningless. Right, they don't mean a, a goddamn thing. So people should really stop paying attention to the polls and the popularity polls between Trump and Biden in a head-to-head meeting. Elections are not won; they're not won in that way. Right, the election is going to come down to independent voters. The election is going to come down to swing states, um, and and that's it. Like that, as it did in twenty twenty. Well, I'll, I'll tell right. you this much. The polling's not looking as good for Trump as it was a month ago, which is why you don't see as much um, as many articles about it. Yeah, the press have, wants have, a have wants you noticed a horse that? race. Yeah, the press wants a horse race. The press wants a fifty-fifty race. That that you know, and what everything they report on will be, or the sort of the nature of their reporting will subconsciously, I believe, reflect that. Reflect that desire for a horse race. Um, wow, you're so much nicer than I am. Subconsciously, <laughs> I think it's extremely conscious, but okay, yeah, perhaps, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that, um, maybe, maybe network executives are, I, I, I don't know, but I think on the field, reporters like presenters are not, are not necessarily trying to do that. I, I don't know. Um, but look, yeah, not New Hampshire, not, not as commanding a victory as Trump needed. Um, there's a reason he's super pissed off at Haley for not dropping out. He's furious about yeah, that. Yeah, and I, look to be clear, Nikki Haley doesn't have a chance. Like I, I maintain that that she has oh, no chance of winning. Definitely not whatsoever. 
but she's staying in the race. Nikki Haley is the billionaire's choice, right? The billionaires are lining up behind Nikki and they're dumping money into her campaign. Uh, the Coke network is is really, really, really um, amped on, on Haley because I think that they see this as the last effort to try to stop Trump incinerating what's left of the Republican Party. Um, Bobby, well, there's there's two parts to that, right? There's there's the there, there, well, three actually. They're setting her up for a possible run in 2028, right? So if they if he if she gives him a good run, even if it's mm. for another two or three more states, which is a stretch, but you know you don't you know you never know. Um, they, there's a case to be made that there's enough left of the Republican Party that she should be able to run in 2028, right? Um, there's always the chance that Trump will just drop dead between now and November, or, you know, he'll do so badly in his court cases that he will flee the country. Trump will leave this country before he faces jail. Hmm. He will run because he knows he's not going to be able to get his mob to keep him from getting arrested. If he thinks that he's going to go to jail, he will run. He will run straight to Russia and yeah. say that he's a president in exile. He'll right. never step foot in a jail cell if he has anything to say about it. Um, uh, and the third thing, um, they they being like people like the Cokes, right? The, the donor class, they really need to move the party past Trump. Yeah, and they need to they need him to lose. Like they don't want to lose the twenty twenty four election because that's a huge problem for their larger project. Mm. But they really, really need to purge Trump from the party. It's killing the party on. And we've discussed it before. It's killing on every single level. So mm. if they can cause him, if they can help make him lose this election badly, yeah, they'll do it. They'll take that hit if it means they can salvage what's left and make another go of it in 2028. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that they are. Uh, yeah, the Republican Party is is toast basically. Like it's Trump is going to destroy it completely. Oh yeah, he's he's a fatal dose of uh, arsenic at this point. But you know, they they're hoping, they're praying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, a, well, look, it's, a uh, Hail, it's a Haley Mary. That's why I keep yeah, calling yeah. her. She's a Haley wow. Mary. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so look, Joe Biden uh, won New Hampshire without actually participating in the Florida <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> what the load oh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, he didn't just win. He absolutely crushed Dean Phillips and Marianne Williamson. He destroyed them and he didn't even campaign or run. It was so, so bad how much he beat them by. It's hilarious. So what is the take? What are the, uh, the no labels people and all the kind of, um, the third party, there's all these, you know, Bill Ackman, for example, the billionaire guy, um, is funding is he's trying to put a lot of money behind Dean Phillips. What are they all saying about this now? What's their take on why Dean Phillips lied? Is it a conspiracy? Well, you know, I haven't heard that it was rigged. That I have not heard, which honestly, considering that the that really um Phillips and Williamson were on the ballot and Biden wasn't, would be really hard to sell. That it was you know rigged, what it was rigged against them. It was like, come on, man, you were actually on the ballot and he wasn't. What are you talking about? So. Okay, I've got a confession to make. I've got a confession to make. I watched, I, for the first time, I saw an interview with Dean Phillips. Okay. 
I've got to say, I, I came away quite impressed. I thought he seemed um, smart, articulate, you know, relatively interesting um, in command of facts and details and, you know, quite quite impressive, like I would say, uh, I, I, actually. Uh, and this is having never paid any attention to whatsoever. That being said, you can't lose New Hampshire to a guy who didn't bother campaigning there and think that you've got a chance of all you're doing is hurting the party at this point is completely pointless honestly i don't even know if he is hurting the party at this point i think this is it's part vanity and it's part grift because he's he's been um you know now that bill bill ackman owns him right mm. you know um he what was oh my god what was his whole thing you know bill was Ackman's- a bipart- he wants a bipartisan administration. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck getting Republicans to come and join your administration, my friend. It's not going to happen in the era of Donald Trump. Yeah, it was some. Bill Ackman had a, had a pet had a pet peeve about something. He donated a million dollars. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, Dean Phillips was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to change my mind on this. It was like, oh, my God, dude, really? Just where just where a, a freaking thing saying I am owned by Ackman, you know, yeah. Ackman property. It was just, right. it was so, it was so blatantly obvious. It was like, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. sad, man. I thought he, you know, look, I, mean, I that was just my impression of him when I just saw the interview. I thought he, he came across well, but that's, that's all I know. Well, that makes it even sadder, right? That just means that he's just being really super cynical about it because he's not a moron. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, he lost uh, to Joe Biden. Again, who didn't, who wasn't actually participating in the primary? So that's sixty-three point six percent to nineteen point eight percent. Right, and I wouldn't. I'd like to know how much Philip spent. I'm guessing well, quite a lot. Well, it wasn't his money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, fair enough. The, the, uh, all right, wait, wait, hold on. The, the last, the last fun thing about that is the ceasefire crowd demanded. Um, told their people to go out there and write ceasefire on their ballots because they wanted to show everyone how unpopular Biden is. Um, Slate had an article about it um, like the day, one or two days before the um, New Hampshire primary, and it was going to be really embarrassing for Biden. Oh, my goodness. They got a whole whopping 1,497 people um, wrote ceasefire on the ballots. So, you know, they got 1.2% of the whole thing, you know, cause they really showed Biden. And that just tells you that the whole, their whole movement is mostly online and not at all in the real world. So yeah. Good luck with that guys. Yep. Yep. I, unfortunately we still have to pay attention to it because um, they make a lot of noise, but that's what the far left does. It makes a lot of noise. Okay. So look, uh, Ron DeSantis, Ronda no more. Or, or Ronda disappeared. Uh, <laughs> the jokes on the internet were pretty hilarious. I, I love I the Mickey Mouse say. one. Tell Ron it was What was me. that? <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the sort of his super pack, right? It was named uh, Never Back Down. <laughs> right. And, and then he first hurdle. <laughs> literally at the first hurdle. Well, he has. Okay. Technically, DeSantis hasn't left the race he suspended his campaign well again trump could always fall over dead or flee the country so there's always that hope so then what happened but you know he he eked out a second place victory in um iowa 
Uh, he was not. Pre- he was predicted to come in third in New Hampshire had he run. I mean, he just decided not to, right? Not to take the humiliation, I guess. But look, what went wrong with Ron DeSantis? Uh, you know, people. I, I've read a few things, and what they're what they're saying is that you know it's like, well, people prefer Trump. It's not that you know he he wasn't a bad you know bad candidate. Is that people prefer Trump? It's like no, that is not the problem, and we've discussed this before. People did not prefer Trump. People preferred the Trump because people prefer Trump because Trump is real, and Ron DeSantis is not. Mm. Ron DeSantis is in every measurable way better at being Trump than Trump when it comes to yeah. delivering, right? Right. Like he's oh yeah, he, he he's a fascist dream. He's he's what everybody wants. Right. He just has no charisma whatsoever. Well, it's not even the fact that he doesn't have charisma, which I mean he doesn't have any charisma, but everyone knows, like all the voters know he's not sincere. Right. He's not. And they know it. And, and that's the yeah. thing. Like re- for years, Republicans did terrible things, right? Yeah. They they did terrible racist, misogynistic things to, to make their base happy. But they never really meant it. And they knew the base knew it, but they didn't really, really care as long as they actually went ahead and did it. But mm. then Trump came along and told them what they wanted to hear. But he really means it. And they knew it. They could tell the difference, right? Right. Like when Trump says he hates this person, he hates that one, he's going to hurt these people, he means it, right? right. And you, you know that difference. And when Ron DeSantis goes out there and actually does these sadistic, cruel things, you know it's just performance for him. He right. doesn't really hate gay people. He doesn't really hate transgender people. He doesn't really hate black voters. He does it because that's what Republicans have to do to get power. And the base responds to that now because they've had a taste of the real thing. They don't just want the results. They want the result and they want it to be authentic. They're tired of just the play acting. The results aren't enough anymore. They want the real thing. And Ron DeSantis just isn't. He used to be a moderate as moderate as Republicans get, right? right? And then it was like, okay, well, this is what the party wants. Then that's what I'm going to have to do. And they were like, yeah, but we know who you are. Right. <laughs> like you right. don't, you don't just become <laughs> a born again fascist. That doesn't, re- that's not really how that works, you know. So that he's never going to be popular with them because they know he's play acting, even though he's doing it way better than Trump does. Like Trump was terrible when he was in office. He wasn't good at any of it. Like he said he was going to do stuff, but he never really quite got it done. Ron DeSantis has been really, really good at turning Florida into a white nationalist police state. But they don't care because they know it's performance for him. Yeah. 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 I I agree. I mean, I also think that DeSantis, why I understand why he would run in a year when Trump was going to run. Like, did no one tell him this is a terrible idea? Well, I mean, you know, he was just kind of hoping that Trump would flame out and he could just step in and take the crown. But, you know, whatever. You can't. When I think it's like, what percentage of the GOP is something like eighty-five? Over eighty percent of the GOP is is 
are Trump fanatics, right? So you, I, I just don't see why you would bother running when that's the case. Like the GOP, the GOP is the party of Trump now. It, there's no coming back from this, right, at all. Um, there was a, a a great piece in the Bulwark by uh, by uh, Will. I don't want to mispronounce his name, but uh, Will Salatin, I think his name is, or Will Selton, um, titled Nikki's Haley, Nikki Haley's Problem. Her party is nuts. <laughs> right? Uh, and, and so he writes, he says, uh, Haley's problem and the problem for her party, our country and the world is that neither of these groups represents a majority of the Republicans or the Republican primary voters. Uh, these are um, Nikki Haley voters. Most rank and file Republicans deny the results of the 2020 election and are willing to support a convicted criminal for president. The Republican electorate is deeply pathological, pathological and Haley's losses to Trump are a measure of that pathology. Right in the entrance poll conducted at last week's Iowa caucuses, Haley easily defeated Trump 53 to 11 percent among caucus goers who acknowledged that Biden legitimately won the 2020 election. Ron DeSantis and other candidates got the remainder. But Trump crushed Haley 69 to 5% among caucus goers who insisted that Biden hadn't legitimately won. And those election deniers make up two thirds of the Republican caucus electorate. You there can't you beat, you cannot win. Like it's not possible to win uh, in the GOP unless you are Trump. Right. And that's the thing. The party that Nikki Haley was running to, was running to uh, be the leader of doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, it doesn't exist. The GOP is no more. So this is why they've got a real problem coming up. A real problem. I know. Um, <laughs> it's very funny. But yeah, so Ron DeSantis, I think was, I wonder what happens to him politically. Do you think that's the end of his career? I mean, he'll, you know, can he go back to Florida? Well, yeah, I mean, he's got Florida so, so not gerrymandered. That's not the word I'm looking for. He's got the elections in Florida so rigged that he can't possibly lose unless Trump handpicks somebody to run against him, which Trump I don't think is going to bother with because he's got too much other problems in his. Yeah, life and right plus, now. De, plus DeSantis, um, DeSantis endorsed him like almost immediately. Right. He, I mean, he he bent over and kissed his ass like instantly, which is just sad and pathetic. Straight away, yeah, of course, it was entirely predictable. They all do. They all kiss the ring, right? right? Well, they he wants to run to. in twenty twenty eight, so he has to suck up to the base still. Yeah, and Nikki Nikki Haley's going to do the same. My, oh, absolutely. My guess, is, my, my guess is she's saying um, she's saying no, she's not going to run. She she won't be Trump's uh, VP. But I don't think that that's. Good. I think she if she was offered it. But she won't. I think that Trump is not going to pick either DeSantis or ha or Haley as VP. That would be my guess. I don't think uh, I think it's going to happen. No, he definitely won't pick because he's mad at them because they said mean things about him. Yes, yeah, 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 Ex exactly. They hurt his feel. They've hurt his feelings, and his feelings are very feelings. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so look, we have uh, this week in anti-Semitism. Um, what's uh, what's the latest on the anti in America is a deeply anti-Semitic country? Well, actually, the left the left is is deeply anti-Semitic, as we found out. Yeah, well, so is the right. So, hooray! It's everywhere. Lucky us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, Columbia students at Columbia were having another pro-Hamas march. Oh, I'm sorry, pro-Palestine, but no, really, it was anti-Israel. So they were having one of their one of their little protests, and um, they got hit with like a stink bomb. 
type weapon. I'm going to call it a weapon, but it was like a stink bomb type thing. Um, and they're very upset about it, as, you know, one would be. It wasn't like pepper spray. It wasn't anything like that, but it was something like a stink bomb, or, but but stronger. And the Intercept ran the story about it and uncritically uh, is repeating claims that they were attacked with a chemical weapon, quote, used by the IDF unquote, the Israeli Defense Force, and that the people who use them, quote, have ties to the IDF. Uh, of course, everyone knows that Columbia students are experts in international chemical weapons and can easily identify uh, Israeli Defense Force agents. So it's like, now, the, the Intercept did say they couldn't independently verify these claims, but the fact that they ran that they ran those claims anyway is just top-notch journalism from The Intercept, who forever complaining about everyone else being terrible journalists, by the way. Right, that's, well, like that's one the of whole mantra things. that they're they're the only truth tellers, and <laughs> right, right. I mean, but they they've got they've got better since Greenwald was kicked out. Um, they have got better. The Intercept, I will say that. I mean, how could they not? But uh, but yeah, yeah, this. I mean, but this is like this. This was very. I, I, as I'm looking at, it, I was like, this is very Greenwaldy type stuff, though. It's like yes. I, we have no way of verifying it, but we're still going to repeat the claim because that's the narrative they want to push. You know, like yeah. Israel, Israel is here and they're they're attacking, you know, protesters. It's like, really? We're going to go with that because Israel has nothing better to do with their time than fuck around with some students at Columbia University. This is it. They're, 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 it's that important to them that they mess with students, with college students. Mm. Probably not. You know, but it's it's part of that whole, you know. The Jews are everywhere. It's controlling everything. That's that's the thing, right? That's the lie. That's the myth that they're always Jews are always behind everything. Doesn't right. matter what it is, whatever stupid thing it is, the Jews are behind it, and that's what it is. That's the trope that they're doing here. And just watching the Intercept do that is like, wow, that's mm, Chef's kiss. There's that anti-Semitism, and they'll just swear it's not, but it's like, no, yeah, it kind of is. But, you know, so that's this week in anti-Semitism. Right. And I, it's a different, again, it's it's a qualitatively different kind of anti-Semitism, isn't it? It's not the overt Jew hate stuff, right? But it's the inference that Jews are manipulating and controlling things. And they're all powerful and blah, blah, blah. blah exactly. Blah. It's like we're everywhere it's all right, the time. Right, which, which, yeah. And, and, and that means that does add to this. You know the left-wing extremist anti-Semitism does. It, there's the horseshoe theory, just in in effect, right? That um, it's ended up in exactly the same place where the right where the right gets to with the Jews, where the Jews control everything, right? The left and the right are now they've reached on this. They've come, they've hit the same uh, conclusion. They've come to the same exact same conclusion through a different means. Right. Well, the neo Nazis are starting to recruit from um, the ceasefire yeah. crowd. You because... wrote about. You yeah. wrote about it this um, uh, last week, right? Yeah. No, this week. It was this, this, it was week, this sorry. Uh, Tuesday's article. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've started recruiting because that's easy to do. Hate is fungible. The same way mm. they use the same way they recruit from like the incel community, right? And misogynists. You once you hate somebody, you can teach them to hate other people, right? right. If you hate women. You can teach them to hate black people and Jewish people and Latinos. If you start off hating Jews 
And these ceasefire people, they fucking hate Jews. I don't care how much they complain. Oh, it's just Israel. Bullshit. They fucking hate Jews. Once they hate Jews, you can teach them to hate Latinos and black people and women. It's it's really easy to Very broaden simple. that hate out to other groups. Yeah. So I, and that's I, what they're I doing. Agree. Um, speaking of anti-Semitism, we have our fascist of the week, which is a uh, uh, friend of Musk's the pod, friend, friend of the pod, pod. <laughs> Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate, who's Elon Musk's big mate, and um, uh, he's the sort of incel bros hero. Uh, if you don't know who Agitate is, I mean, you don't need to know who Agitate is, but he's huge. He's got like 8.7 million Twitter followers, right? He's a he's a British American. I believe his father is American, but he was raised in in England. He was a former kickboxer, social media influencer, and uh, I think now he's a practicing Muslim. I think I don't know, um, but anyway, he's an and extremely con- sex trafficker. Yeah, convicted sex traveler who lives in Romania, I believe it is. Um, so anyway, he wrote this on Twitter, right? He says, um, he wrote, if they lied to us about Gaza and Israel and lied to us about Ukraine and lied to us about Libya and Syria and Iraq and lied to us about Vietnam and lied to us about Korea, if they lied to us about every single war and what it really happened and who were the good and bad guys, do you think they lied about World War II? Now, he's not saying it out loud, right? But What's the implication there? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Let's have a think about this. What would be the big lie in World War Two? What would what would what would the implication be there? Right. If you start out your your little rant on Gaza and Israel, one wonders. One oh, one, one one wonders. Right. This is a thing that's gaining popularity as well now. Um, in online spaces, it's the right the Holocaust denial stuff. This is now again a thing. I mean, it's always been a thing, right? But it's been kind of relegated to the sort of the fringes of the internet and uh, uh, and to discourse. But now, with the alt right and the alt left kind of coalescing on the same talking points, this is now. You can talk about this stuff now. You can kind of you can make you can you can have Holocaust denial stuff in public, and Elon Musk is certainly not going to kick you off Twitter for doing nope. that kind of thing. And with honestly, a- it's just a matter of time until he endorses it if he hasn't already. Actually, no, he hasn't. If I if he had, we would have seen that by now. Yeah, well, he went to Auschwitz with Ben Shapiro the other week. Did you see that? Oh, Jesus Christ! Elon, no. Elon Musk did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's trying to atone for his uh, borderline and well. <laughs> very anti-Semitic uh, tweets over the over the last few months, um, but yeah. So look, Holocaust denial is now a thing. So um, that's another thing of this week's. I, I guess that kind of sh- could could have been part of the this week in anti-Semitism section. Um, but yeah, this is Andrew Tate, uh, kickboxer, sex trafficker, and now Holocaust denier. I mean, he. I mean, did, did you read the other half of the tweet? Yeah, he says, oh, sorry, he continues, right? He says, do you think they lied about World War II? I mean, history is written by the victors, no? I'm just asking a very simple question. Do you think the version they've told you is the truth? Do you care enough to find out? Considering World War II was such a large cultural event, it's still used this day to sigh up the populace. Bad guy equals Nazi. I think you should at least understand why the war really happened, no? So there you go. So now we're just leaning right into nazi sympathizers it's like are yeah they really the bad guys right and and the, and that 
question about who why was the war really started right this was this is another anti-semitic conspiracy theory that what the, the jews started world war ii mm-hmm. because jews are the supervillains we're of the supervillains we're behind everything, everything all the time right and it was course. really fucking depressing to find out that the far left is doing the same fucking thing yep exactly super depressing uh so okay just briefly right this is we we could this could be we have a small ray of sunshine right unions are bought for biden oh yeah the 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 united auto workers which is yeah we weren't going to talk about this we weren't going to talk about this but let's end on a positive note before we get into um the border crisis (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, the uaw this is like the fifth or sixth largest union country officially endorsed biden uh biden um sean fain the um the the president of the um, union has been ripping Donald Trump's to shreds. You should look, you should look it up on Twitter or on YouTube, whatever you should find the speeches he's been giving. And he, he has been annihilating Trump. He's been calling him a scab. He's been saying he doesn't do a goddamn thing for the American worker. Uh, uh, president Biden has, it's amazing. He's been relentless and it's, he's, just starting so it's been awesome yeah that's great okay uh, and again this is i'm sure the the alt left is going to have a lot to say about this that biden isn't doesn't really have any left-wing credentials but it's not true biden really is the most since fdr he's probably the most left-wing president since transformative president since fdr he'll be remembered he'll go down in history uh, as a as a very very uh, important person for progressive policies in America. Yeah, he's been the most pro labor. He's been the most pro labor president in my lifetime. And oh yeah, I'm by far. old. By far. <laughs> and I'm by old. Far. I'm fifty. So more than half a century. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So look, we're going to head into the emergency meeting now, uh, where we're going to be talking about the border crisis. Right now, this is important. It's very important. We're going to talk about this on a number of levels, but. There is a deal on the table and between it, Democrats and Republicans on the border, and it's tied to supporting Ukraine. And the Republicans are trying to torpedo this deal, even though it gives them pretty much everything they want. We're going to be talking about why they are doing this. There is a, there's a very good reason why they're doing this, right? And it's unbelievably cynical. So please come. And then we're also going to be talking about the, what's happening in Texas as well. Uh, and and how this is getting completely out of control. Civil War 2.0. Yes. So come join us in the emergency meeting. You can get 50% off a banter membership and listen. Uh, You can feel good about that as well because you'll be supporting independent media. It's our only source of income, our subscriptions, and we really, really appreciate you uh, all of your support. Um, And a big shout-out. We've had a number of people who've uh, subscribed as as founding members Oh, nice. uh, of the of the banter, which is really really uh, appreciated. So a big shout out to to those of you who have supported at that level. Um, again, do they, it makes. Do they get powdered wigs? Uh, they get. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a free car. You get a free Tesla if you do that. Um, so I thought all right. we I thought we liked our founding members. Why would you do uh, something indeed. like that to them? <laughs> uh, all right, a free. Uh, you get a Mercedes. Um, okay. All right. Well, listen. Come join us in the emergency meeting. Uh, for everybody else, we will see you next week. Later.